transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Winter storm warnings and watches are in the area through Wednesday. Temperatures are going to fall into the mid-30s today with drizzle and freezing rain possible in our area, particularly up in the Texas Hill Country just north of Bear County. There's a line that has been drawn. That's where the warnings are. The watches are in our area. So look out for the elevated surfaces a little bit later on and uh, overnight tonight into tomorrow morning. So temperatures will fall today. We're starting out at 44. We're going to fall in the mid-30s as time goes on today, and the drizzling rain and kind of freezing rain will be possible in the area. Again, close to the Texas Hill Country, cold and wet and only 35 or so tomorrow, and then cold with a little rain on Wednesday and 42. So Mr. Winter has made his return. Well, good morning. Welcome to Monday. It's 5.08 KTSA. Whenever somebody asks me, why do teams go out and sign as a backup quarterback one of these guys that has some experience, I'll point to the 49ers yesterday. When they got down to the fourth-string quarterback, he stunk up the field, and the 49ers had no choice. They were thinking about going to their all-around great player, Christian McCaffrey, uh, to be the quarterback yesterday because it was so bad. So we'll talk a little bit about that on the upcoming Super Bowl and uh, and how interesting that's going to be or not, and we'll get into that a little bit later on. There are fast-track discussions right now as we, uh, as humanity, as as in history, are barreling headlong into World War III in Europe. In March, Joe Biden said tanks would mean World War III. Last week, he said, I'm going to send tanks. We don't have the tanks. It's going to take maybe a year or more to get the tanks, but we're going to send tanks. And now fast-track discussions are underway because Ukraine says we have to have fighter jets. Almost instantaneously, after the tanks were approved, uh, here came the request, actually a demand from Ukraine, for jets, F-16s. And now, and now they are saying they want long-range missiles as well as the jets into Ukraine. And these fast-track, what they are describing as fast-track discussions with the United States to get that stuff over to Ukraine. And, of course, you've got some unnamed uh, allied nations being conservative, says Ukraine. They're not giving us what we need to go attack Russia. Even larger, more sophisticated weapons, the long-range missiles, main battle tanks, and jet fighters are apparently on Ukraine's shopping list, according to their deputy foreign minister. They now want naval power as well. Ukraine is now asking the West for ships and for submarines. And the United States, on its part, says we're not going to rule out F-16s for Ukraine. Uh, this is uh, Pentagon Deputy Press Secretary Sabrina Singh said we're not going to rule out sending a fourth generation of fighter jets, meaning F-16s, over to Ukraine. She said, uh, of course, it would require training. As I said last week several times, uh, they just don't go like a weekend course. Oh, this is how I fly an F-16. Let, let me go fight now and do dogfights with the, with the MiGs in Russia. 
Um, it is more the sustainment and the maintenance when it's on the battlefield. And I have a video up this morning on the Treyware page, KTSA.com, that talks about this. Because keep in mind, as you guys know in Military City USA, it's not just tanks. It's not just submarines. It's not just battleships. It's not just missiles. And it's not just F-16s. You, every one of those uh, weapons of war require people to man and staff the supply lines and to keep them going with maintenance issues and to repair them when there's an issue. So where do those people come from? The Treyware page at KTSA.com. I've got a video up right now that uh, that talks a little bit about that. You can go over there and see that. But how long will it be before the Ukrainians are asking the United States for the ultimate commitment, the ultimate buy-in on the war that is going on in Europe right now? And over the weekend, a four-star Air Force General, Mike Minahan, sent a memo out to his officers saying get ready for 2024 2025 because we will be at war with china he says we will be at war with china he says i hope i'm wrong but i don't think i am the memo went out to all air wing commanders and air mobility command and other air force operational commanders i hope i am wrong my gut tells me we're going to be fighting china in 2025 in the memo Taiwan's president elections are in 2024 and that's going to give xi a reason to go into taiwan our presidential elections are in 2024, and that offers Xi a distracted America. So Xi's team, reason and opportunity all aligned for 2025, says the four-star general. Menahan directed his officers to lay out a plan to prepare for potential war with China, and he instructed them to report back to him with their plans for war with China uh, no later than February 28th. Menahan also laid out a series of steps that officers should be taking in their efforts to prepare. They should be, uh, in the coming months, firing a clip into a seven-meter target with a full understanding that unrepentant lethality matters most. Aim for the head, said the general. He suggested that they make sure that their legal affairs and personal affairs are handled in case of a deployment, lengthy deployment, saying they should consider their personal affairs and whether a visit should be scheduled with their servicing-based legal office to ensure they are legally ready and prepared for lengthy deployments coming up in 2025 with a war with China. So how likely is that? Well, Representative McCall, the head of the House Foreign Affairs Committee, Michael McCall from here in Texas, he says, I think he's right, unfortunately. War is likely if President Biden is in office and projecting weakness at that time. McCall went on to say that China is eyeing reunification with Taiwan and could achieve that goal by influencing the Taiwanese elections in 2024. He said we're at the most dangerous time since World War II. With the European war that's going on right now, the Pacific heating up, and Iran and North Korea also heating up. He was followed on the television yesterday by Representative Adam Smith. Adam Smith, a Democrat, says that we don't have the military-industrial base to supply even one war, much less the many that they're talking about being involved in. The manufacturers don't want to make the weapons, the tanks, the jets, the missiles, unless there is a guarantee that we are going to buy them. So they don't keep these things on the shelf where you just go to the weapons store and buy them. They have to have a demand placed on them. In other words, we have to have a war, and then they'll manufacture this stuff, and it takes months or years. 
So our stock is low, he says, and weapon and uh, and no weapon building is underway at this time. So it's going to be very interesting to see how all this plays out. Tyree Nichols in the videotape and what it showed and our comments on that coming up. Trey Ware, KTSA. You've got advanced prostate cancer, but you're not waiting. It's a 520 now. Trey Ware, KTSA, the Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. Winter storm uh, watches and warnings are in the area, and they'll last all the way through Wednesday. So uh, be ready for that. Um, it's, it's hard to tell exactly where and when we may get some freezing rain, but it's uh, likely to uh, to start hitting a little bit later on today, particularly in the Hill Country, just north of Bear County and up in the Edwards area, the recharge zone area, up toward uh, between here and Kerrville, the Bernie area, and all that out on I-10, also up uh, 281, even uh, extending over to the eastern quadrants when you start talking about places like New Braunfels and even uh, coming close to San Antonio. So don't think that uh, we may not have some of that here, particularly on the uh, elevated services. Right now, throughout our counties like Uvalde and Bear County and, and uh, Wilson County and Gonzales and places like that, we're basically in a, an advisory at this time. The warnings are north of Bear County, and they extend into Guadalupe. They extend into Comal County. They are in Kendall and Kerr County right now. And out to the west, when you start talking about Medina and on up through there, uh, Highway 16 and I-10 and all that kind of stuff, you're talking about some areas that are in winter storm warning areas as time goes on today. And most certainly up when you start talking Fredericksburg and Austin, San Marcos and places like that. So you want to be aware of that. Give yourself the extra time that you're going to need. And be particularly mindful of the bridges, overpasses, and those elevated surfaces that are not protected by surface streets. The temperatures are now beginning to fall in our area, and they're going to fall into the mid-30s today. That's primarily in, like, the San Antonio area And uh, as time goes on. So later on this afternoon, you may not think it right now because it's like at 44, uh, but later on this afternoon it's going to be quite uh, quite cool, cool. Uh, possibly even cold for some of you on the way home, and then the drizzle and the uh, and the freezing rain possible. Again, that's primarily in the hill country, but don't think that, that we couldn't have some of that be an issue right here in San Antonio, particularly later on today and into tonight, and this time tomorrow morning. We will likely have uh, have that to be an issue in our area. We're only going to get up probably to around 35 or so tomorrow, somewhere in that in that neighborhood with uh, cold and wet conditions going to be around uh, for a little while. So uh, we are under watches and warnings for winter storm stuff over the next couple of days. This is going to settle in until probably around Wednesday or so, so you need to be aware of that. You're planning uh, for the week, and again, particularly if you go up I-10 and you're going up through the Bernie area and then on up through Kerrville and Junction and Sonora and all that kind of stuff on I-10, that's going to be an issue. I-35 will have some of this to be an issue. This is primarily, for the potential ice and stuff like that, that's primarily going to be to the west of I-35, but don't think that you know, you're know you completely safe in that area, so you want to be mindful of that as well. So on Friday afternoon, Friday night, they put out the horrific video of the murder, uh, the out-and-out, cold-blooded murder of Tyree Nichols, and that's exactly what it was. It was cold-blooded murder by five black police officers allegedly you say that because everybody's you know innocent till proven guilty but i mean you everybody saw what they did and his mama rovon wells is now saying i cannot believe five black men did this to my son as he was screaming mom mom 
It was horrendous if you didn't see uh, what was going on. She said, I hate the fact that it was five black men that actually did this to another black man. As we told you last week, he was a 29-year-old father, was on his way home from taking pictures of the sky on January 7th. Police pulled him over just a few minutes from his house. He shared that house with his mother and his stepfather. They brutally beat him. They pepper sprayed him. He asked what was going on and why. He was being treated this way. He died less than three days later in a hospital. The officers have since been charged with second-degree murder and other offenses that clearly sickening. Mama said at a news conference that while nobody was perfect, her son was pretty damn near, she said. He was remembered as a joyful man who loved photography and skateboarding. An avid skateboarder from Sacramento, California, went to Memphis before coronavirus and he got stuck there but he was fine with that because he was with his mama they were extremely close he had her name tattooed on his arm and the last words he uttered were her name as he was being killed by those police officers it wasn't long of course before the left-wing media they swung into action immediately they already had their pieces ready uh, to promote and put up like on msnbc reddit hudson claimed the death of Nichols proves that police officers don't have to be white to adopt the police culture rooted in white supremacy that's what crt teaches by the way that uh, we are systemically racist and white supremacists in america going on to say this is what it looks like when black officers internalize and align themselves with police culture which is rooted in white supremacy also on cnn van jones said that this is caused by racism, despite the fact that the police officers were black, that this is all about the perspective of whiteness, so the white people forced the black guys to carry out the crime, says Van Jones. Then Jamel Hill, uh, contributing editor and writer over at The Atlantic, she was on ESPN. The entire system of policing is based on white supremacist violence, we see people under the boot of oppression carry its water all the time, said Jamel Hill, trying to make something out of something that wasn't. What they're trying to do. Everything for a modern Marxist has to go back to getting rid of the police authority so that they can come in with an authoritarian state a la China, a la Hitler's Germany and Kristallnacht, a la the Soviet Union, etc., the dark forces of socialism, Marxism, that's who these people represent, and that's what they're pushing. Van Jones is an avowed Marxist communist. I'm just telling you. And they're pushing this on the people, and it all goes back to racism, and we got to get rid of the police and all that kind of nonsense, trying to make something out of this. Nope. These were five guys that lost their minds and committed murder, in my view. That's what it was. And it's nothing more than that. There's no racist component. There's no white supremacy in this. These are five guys that lost their minds and beat an innocent man to death for taking pictures and driving home. That's what it was. So don't try to make something out of it that it wasn't. Uh, they, they have an agenda that they're pushing, and as they continue to try to push that agenda, they're going to make stuff up and take advantage of every news story that they can't. This people, uh, these people, this family deserves our prayers. This family deserves our thoughts and our well wishes, and then a guarantee that these guys will be roasted uh, with the with the uh, legal system to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Nor do these five people that did this uh, 
nor do they uh, represent all police in America, which is something else that was all online. This is, see, this is how the police act. This is what the police do. In fact, CNN ran a story, a big, you know, deep dive into this over the weekend on how all police treat all black people this way, which is absolute nonsense. It's a narrative they are pushing, and uh, we should push back on it. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Hello, this is Dr. Mark Haverkamp. All across the country, we've got this huge winter mass that broke off from uh, up north and uh, headed down through the country and is now making its way into our area. So we have winter storm watches and warnings in the area that will last all the way through Wednesday with freezing rain of possibility, at the very least drizzle. Now, primarily elevated surfaces up in the Texas Hill Country will be the areas of, of most concern, although... We might see some of that here in San Antonio over the coming days. We will dip into the deep freeze uh, later on today. We're basically at the high for the day right now at 44. Temperatures will fall into the mid-30s as the day goes on. So whatever you need to do to prepare for falling temperatures for today, particularly later on this afternoon when you're headed home, it's going to be even cooler. No, it's going to be cold and possibility of it being wet. And this is going to be cold and wet and only 35 tomorrow and cold with a little rain on Wednesday and 42. Again, we're probably at the at the high for the day right now at 44, one of those days where the temperature is going to go down as the day goes on. Nearly 300,000 illegal immigrants slipping past border agents in less than four months. The plan to transform America from Joe Biden and his administration is working perfectly, bringing in destitute, poor, and criminals, gotaways. More than any other time in the history of our country since October 1st, somewhere between 2,500 and 3,000 a day in the last 100 days, now on pace to shatter all records. These are the gotaways. These are the ones that they see on camera that they can't get to. Of course, you've got all the others that you can't see on camera. But in the past, when we have found gotaways, we've caught up to the gotaways. There have been murderers, child rapists, people who are carrying drugs like fentanyl in the United States. And, oh, by the way, terrorists as well. Yeah, the Department of Homeland Security and its secretary, Alejandro Mayorkas, sure doing a great job, aren't they? Uh, yeah, securing the homeland. Never in the history of our country have we had this many come into the country now the concern from ICE and from Border Patrol, we don't know who they are. We don't know where they are in the country. And with the talk of wars and rumors of wars, could it be that China might be embedding people in the United States? Could it be that other nations or other terrorist organizations are sending people to the United States? And because this administration refuses outright refuses to enforce our border we now are at a higher risk for attack from within than we ever have been in the history of the united states now a story came out of the weekend that apprehensions of illegal immigrants into vermont along the border with canada we've always heard it's just the southern border not anymore those apprehensions up north more than doubling in a little more than three months the Swanton sector, which is in New York and New Hampshire, had nearly a 743% increase over the same prior year period of those coming into the country illegally at our northern border 
as well. We don't know who they are. We don't know where they're going once they get here. They're just allowed to have free reign amongst us in the United States. This is a problem for anybody? 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. And line one is John. Trade, referring back to the Memphis uh, police shooting, um, I had beating, a very Beating, beating, not, not a shooting, John. It was a beating, yeah. Go ahead. A beating, excuse mm-hmm. me. That's all right. Um, I had limited police experience, and when we had a gruesome crime scene, we didn't release that information to uh it was on an as as need to know basis uh-huh. i don't think there's a requirement to release that because it's obvious that the release of that in itself caused chaos beyond belief and it could have been a lot worse but um i wonder how those guys are gonna uh, be received in the black population mm, in yeah. prison. When they get in a general pop in a, in a prison, it's going to be interesting. That's right. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. I had the thought over the weekend as well. 210-599-5555. Trump kicked off his 2024 campaign this weekend. He went to New Hampshire and then on to South Carolina. He said, we're going to turn New Hampshire red November 5th, 2024. He's now polling three points ahead of Joe Biden in New Hampshire. New Hampshire? And he put out a number of videos laying out his policy platforms on many issues, comprehensive plan to protect free speech, vision to take on the drug cartels, like he did with the Islamic State, a plan to protect America's economic crown jewels from communist China. And uh, these videos have uh, coincided, by the way, with a 15-point surge in his favorability since December Then he went on to Columbia, South Carolina. He held his first campaign event there. Lindsey Graham was there. Henry McMaster was there. And he basically said, you know, South Carolina picks presidents. And, yeah, well, it picked this one that we have now. You remember, it was that turning point in their primary. The Democrat primary was in South Carolina. This campaign will be about the future. This campaign will be about issues, said Donald Trump. Joe Biden has put America on the fast track to ruin and destruction, and we will ensure that he does not receive four more years. He went on to say the 2024 election is our one shot to save our country. We need a leader who is ready to do that on day one. We need a fighter who can stand up to the left, who can stand up to the swamp, stand up to the media, stand up to the deep state. Am I allowed to say stand up to the rhinos too, as he laughed. He is out on the campaign trail now, uh, running to be president in 2024. Meanwhile, a majority of voters, including Democrats, believe that Joe Biden's mishandling of the classified documents is a major scandal. A Rasmussen poll out this morning showing that three-quarters, almost 72% of voters, regard the president's handling of classified records to be a scandal that includes a majority, 55% of Democrats. Nearly half of all voters say it's a major scandal. More damning for the president, 60% of all voters believe it is likely that information from those classified documents was used by Hunter Biden, a crackhead, in his foreign business deals. Well, guess what? They found another such memo that would seem as though he was taking the information right from classified information on the rasmussen poll asked if they agree or disagree that members of the biden family have been influenced peddling for a decade or more majority 59 percent of voters said absolutely 46 percent strongly agree with that 
Poll also found 60% of voters think that it was likely that Hunter Biden used classified information from the documents in the business deal. This goes back to that email I was telling you about a couple of weeks ago that was, well, really cogent for a crackhead who likes to chase hookers around. But now documents on the laptop, according to Miranda Devine from 2011, show that Hunter offered to sell intelligence on Russian oligarchs to the U.S. aluminum aluminum firm Alcoa for $55,000. Well, where would he get that information? How would he have information on the Russian oligarchs that they that he could offer to Alcoa to sell? Well, I guess he's been hanging out in Daddy's garage. If you're hanging out in Daddy's garage, you probably have some good info you can pass along, right? Oh, and there's one other interesting thing. The Russian oligarch we're talking about, see if this name is familiar or not, Oleg Deripaska. Yes. Um, I'll just refresh your memory. Last week, there was an FBI agent who was arrested. He was the lead agent who was bringing about the charges of Russian collusion between Russia and Donald Trump. Remember that? He was trying to push that, saying that Donald Trump was all in Russia's business and Russia was all in Donald. They were married at the hip, and, and, and the only reason he was president in 2016 was because of Russian collusion. Remember all that? This guy was the FBI agent that was pushing that. And we found out he was connected at the hip with um, Oleg Deripaska. And now we find out that the Russian oligarch that Hunter was attempting to sell the information to Alcoa off of Daddy's private, your private, our private information, our confidential information, had to do with Oleg Deripaska. So what's in the documents at the University of Delaware? We'll dive into that a little bit when we come back. Trey Ware, KTSA. This is Mark Sadowski. Start your day at 44, falling into the mid-30s as the day goes on. And winter storm watches and warnings are in our area through Wednesday. So what's in the documents at the University of Delaware? We're talking a ton of them. Do you know how many documents that they have of Joe Biden's at the University of Delaware? 1,850 boxes, 415 gigabytes of electronic records. That's enough to fill up two semi-tractor trailer rigs 18 wheelers as we call them going down a highway two of those filled to the top those are the number of joe biden records that the university of delaware has that they are refusing to release we're talking about handwritten documents like in notebooks and there's now deep concern that he has classified information there there's also deep concern that the University of Delaware is running a blocking organization to, blo- to block anybody from seeing these documents. Are they classified? Are there top secret documents there? What's in those notebooks? Those are of supreme importance. And now you've got enough to load up two 18-wheeler tractor trailers full. So the questions are now swirling around. Are they classified? Are they secret? There's those sexual assault allegations the time when he was a senator and a vice president, are they included there? Well, the University of Delaware, where he dumped all this stuff, has said they'll only release it three years after he's out of public life or upon his death. Now, why won't they agree to release? Why won't he agree 
to release what's in those documents that he is using, apparently, the University of Delaware to hide from the American people. I mean, if it's public stuff and eventually it's going to be put in the Biden library or it's uh, okay for other eyes to see this stuff like anybody willy-nilly at the University of Delaware who's in this system, uh, why won't he uh, okay the release? And why, here's a question for you, why hasn't the FBI obtained a warrant to go after those documents? You know what would happen if those were Donald Trump documents. You know, we don't even have to guess what would happen if those were Donald Trump documents. The FBI would have already raided the University of Delaware where two semi-tractor-trailer rigs full of Biden documents are. We know because they did it to Donald Trump already. But because Joe Biden is, well, you know, one of them, one of the swamp, they're refusing to go after those documents. Ted Cruz is now saying, Senator Ted Cruz, that the FBI should search Hunter Biden's home. I agree. They should have done that a long time ago. Now, I don't expect the FBI to do it because the FBI, the upper echelon, they are the swamp. They are working in cahoots, if you will, to use an old term, with these people who are doing this to our country. But going back to that email I was telling you about last week, where Hunter Biden sounded like he had half a brain, and we know he doesn't, it's been ate up by the, by the crack, that he talked about destabilization in Ukraine and how that could affect his business and Devin Archer and so on. Ted Cruz is now saying you better go to Hunter's house and see what he has there. I agree. They're also finding that there could be improper access to classified information in notebooks that Joe Biden was keeping. Not just official documents, but notebooks where he was copying or somebody was copying down classified information. Meanwhile, Joe Biden has cut off all cooperation with the House investigation. That tells you tells me, I think, that uh, he has plenty to hide. He's not cooperating with House investigators anymore. He says, I'm not going to, or his people are saying that. You get no more documents, you get no more statements out of us. Well, I'm subpoena them. Bring the documents and bring the people before the Congress and do it right now. Don't wait. Not another day. In Israel, there was a Palestinian who killed some Israelis. It was seven people who were killed. A Palestinian gunman opened fire outside of an East Jerusalem synagogue on Friday night. It was the Sabbath. Killed seven people there, including a 70-year-old woman. And then the Palestinians cheered. They had a party. They had a celebration. They fired fireworks in the air. They ate cake and enjoyed themselves. The Palestinian shooter was shot and killed by Israeli police. And now, in response, in response... Israel is now speeding up gun applications. Firearm licensing will be expedited and expanded in order to enable thousands of additional citizens to carry weapons, saying a a statement from the Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu. National Security Minister telling reporters over the weekend, when civilians have guns, they can defend themselves, and by the way, They're also going to deprive Social Security rights to the attacker's family. That is exactly what we should do here in the United States as well. We could uh, certainly learn something from what Israel is doing. 
They are speeding up and expediting and expanding their uh, gun licensing and the ability of everyday citizens to carry guns. And if you carry this out, if you do something like this, then we're going to cut off Social Security government benefits. Your family will not have government benefits. Meanwhile, over in Florida, Haines City Police Chief Gregory Gorchik said, you should expect that if you're brazen enough to enter into somebody's residence and it's not yours and you have the intent to commit an unlawful act, there's going to be repercussions. We live in Florida and more so we live in Polk County and most people are armed, he said. Which happened the other night. A man came home to his house. Some guys were there. Shouldn't have been. They were there to rob him. He took out his gun, shot one of him. The guy, the homeowner, has been cooperating with police. No charges to be filed. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Here in South Texas, we're used to the long summers. And- well, a winter storm watch and a winter storm warning is in our area, and it's going to last through Wednesday. So the temperatures will be falling as the day goes on. They're right now at the highest temperature they're going to be for the day, right at 44. They're going to fall into the mid-30s as the day goes on. So later this afternoon, it's going to be cool or cold on the way home. And the possibility of drizzle and, uh, and freezing rain is possible, and particularly up in the hill country. And you might see, maybe not during the daylight hours, but maybe tonight some of the elevated surfaces are going to be an issue in this time t- tomorrow morning. But that's particularly in the hill country where the warnings exist. Now, they did expand it yesterday afternoon. They were thinking that it was not going to be as expansive in the, in the warning area. But then as the day went on, the National Weather Service and others said, no, we better get this uh, onto a wider area. So now if you look at Bear County and where we are, we're right on the line of the warning. And the warning goes north of there. Uh, primarily uh, west of I-35 and all the way west. I mean, it includes 281 north of 1604, and then it goes on around to I-10 up to the Bernie area, on up to Kerrville Junction and places like that, and then all, all the way over to Highway 16 and up to the Bandera area and as far west as that. So we're looking at um, an area of some, some uh, temperatures that, particularly up in the Texas Hill Country, easy, easy into the uh, 20s for a uh, couple of nights here and then uh, during the day tomorrow the cold and wet is going to last we're looking at like 35 something like that tomorrow and then cold with a little rain on wednesday and 42 so pipe dripping probably a good idea plant taken care of pet taken care of and then being careful on the roads particularly those in the in the hill country although i wouldn't rule out a couple of the elevated surfaces around here having an issue at night so we'll watch it so on friday they released a video of tyree nichols and it was as bad as they said it was they weren't making it up it was horrible you had five police officers that beat him to death they're innocent till proven guilty but i think right there you got all the evidence you need he was a lover of uh of nature and to love to take pictures of the sky particularly at night that's what he was doing on january 7th when he was driving home it was pulled over by these police officers he didn't know why he clearly said in the video what did i do wrong why and they threw him to the ground they pepper sprayed him and of course when he took off running because he thought they were going to kill him and they ultimately did uh then they caught up to him and they just beat him and beat him and beat him his mama, Rovon Wells, says, I hate the fact there's five black men that actually did this to another black man. I didn't stop, of course, the whack jobs on MSNBC, the Van Joneses on CNN, and the Jamel Hills from trying to make it into something that it was not. 
They said that even though these were black officers, of course it was white supremacy because they buy off into that culture, right? That all police is about white supremacy, and even if you're black, then you're a white supremacist if you're on a police force. It's nonsense, and America knows it's nonsense. We know it's lunacy, and it is. We know it's neo-Marxism and all of the things that we talk about. This was five guys that lost their crap and beat a man to death. And hopefully they're going to get everything that they have coming to them. And, boy, I was thinking about it on Saturday, getting in General Pop. When they make it to General Pop is not going to be fun. Well, okay. The Ukraine. Ukraine, I mean. Getting deeper and deeper into war with Russia. And Russia just released this statement. We are on direct verge or verge of direct collision with the United States and NATO. And it's very possible there'll be no arms control treaty with America after 2026 because we continue to supply Ukraine with more offensive weaponry. The United States does. So if you remember last week, Joe Biden said we're going to give them the M1 tanks. We don't have the tanks. We found out from the Pentagon the next day we don't have hardly anything left in our armaments. We certainly don't have tanks. And it's going to take months, if not years, to manufacture these tanks and get them over there. In March of this year, Joe Biden said sending tanks would mean World War III. That's what he said in March. And now the tune has changed. We're sending tanks. But now it's moved beyond tanks. Instantaneously, after announcing the tanks would be going over there, Ukraine said we need more. What do you mean more? Well... We need larger and more sophisticated weapons. And now they are fast-tracking the discussions with the United States for the jet fighters, the F-16s, but more than that. Now they want long-range missiles, they want attack submarines, and they want ships. They want battleships. So Ukraine is looking for even more uh, offensive weaponry to use in this war. And, of course, uh, the Pentagon is not is not ruling out that we're going to send F-16s and missiles and submarines to aid Ukraine. Pentagon Deputy Press Secretary Sabrina Singh said, well, we're not going to rule out sending the jets. She said, of course, operating F-16s requires training. So that's more than likely, if you read between the lines, that's more than likely what's happening here is we've already committed the uh, F-16s, I'll bet you. And now they're working on how do we train these folks. Right now we have Ukrainians in Oklahoma training on how to how to use our operate our tanks. She said it is more the sustainment, the maintenance, when it's actually on the battlefield that we're concerned about. Of course, with F sixteens and with M one tanks and with missiles and with everything else that we're sending over there, possible battleships. It takes supply lines. If you've got guys on these ships. And just who, whose guys are these? Ours or theirs? I've got a video on the Treyware page, KTSA.com. You might want to check it out. Maintenance, repair, all those kind of things. Just how long will it be before the United States is asked by Ukraine for the ultimate commitment in Ukraine? And my question to you is, are you ready for that? Obviously, it's growing. Obviously, our commitment is growing. Obviously, we're, we're now doing more with the tanks and now with the fast-track discussions to get them F-16 jets and now with their request for long-range missiles and now with their request for submarines and battleships 
So how long before we find out that our men and women actually will be called upon to operate our equipment and to take care of our equipment and to form supply lines? And here's my question for you this morning. Are you cool with that? Do you want, if if requested, do you want the jets, the long-range missiles, the submarines, and all that stuff from us to be sent to Ukraine? And number two, do you want our men and women to operate that equipment? You just don't go on a Zoom call on the weekend and learn how to operate this stuff, obviously. It takes years to become proficient in this, especially when you're talking about an F-16 going up against a MiG. And we have men and women that are really good at it. What do you think? 210-599-5555. Do you want to see our commitment in Ukraine grow and include our troops? 210-599-5555. Lifestyles Unlimited. A great company that gets you the training you need to start your own real estate business, to begin investing in real estate so that you can become successful in it. I mean, it's almost one of those deals where anybody with a little bit of money can go out and they can buy a house and then they can, you know, maybe start renting that house off and all that stuff. But if you really want to learn how to really make money in real estate and compound your earnings in real estate so that you can retire in five years or less, this is what you need to do. Go to financialfreedomlivestream.com and use my name as your promo code. That's where W-A-R-E. That's where you're going to learn the step-by-step instructions on how you can really accumulate your properties, both single-family and multifamily properties, and compound your earnings and continue to make even more money off of the properties that you have. Your friends over at Lifestyles Unlimited, they've been instructing people on how to do this now for more than 30 years. They've been through every type of economic cycle imaginable. They know what they're talking about, and they're ready to help you. Financialfreedomlivestream.com. Your promo code is WARE, W-A-R-E. Winter storm watches and warnings in the area through Wednesday. And right now the temperatures will fall throughout the day. They'll fall into the mid-30s with drizzle and freezing rain a possibility in the area. Tomorrow's going to be cold and wet and only about 35. And cold with a little rain on Wednesday and 42. We're down a couple of degrees already. Last hour we were 44. Now we're down to 42 at KTSA. Good morning, traffic volume. More clear every day that mission creep has taken hold in uh, Ukraine, and there's more and more commitment that's being asked from and fulfilled. Every time they ask for something, we step up and say, okay, you can have it. So if they get to the point of asking for our men and women to operate the machinery that we're sending over there, particularly when we cross that uh, area and start talking about F-16s and these uh, very complicated long-range missile systems, submarines, etc., are you cool with that? Are you cool with our men and women going along with that, not only to operate the uh, machinery, but also things like supply lines, etc.? Line one, and Dennis, you're on KTSA. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning. Yes, sir. No, I don't think that we need to be sending anything over there. I think we've already borrowed enough money and sent over there, and it's wasted. And the thing that scares me the most is that you know, Biden, he's got a history over there with all the uh, under-the-table dealings with Ukraine, so I'm afraid they've got something on him that that now he's going to be obligated to have to provide what they want. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's all kinds of questions concerning that. Thank you, Dennis. I hope you have a great day. There's all kinds of questions concerning that, and that's one of the things that's really important about these documents, especially those documents over at the University of Delaware that they are running interference for and not allowing anybody to see what's in these documents. Just 
what kind of, of relationship has he had over the years with Ukraine? We know that other politicians have had relationships with Ukraine, and, and money has been laundered through Ukraine. It's been a very corrupt area for a very long time. And we know that politicians around the world, and, and even in the United States, have enriched themselves through that money laundering operation known as Ukraine. And we also know that Ukraine has not been very forthcoming on where our money has gone, $113 billion, or the armaments and what it's being used for. Our Pentagon said just a few weeks ago, we have no idea. We're not very really clear on this, and we're having to rely on the Ukrainians to tell us. But they're not telling us a whole bunch. And we also know that the organizations, they're called non-governmental organizations that are there on the ground to help, they say a lot of that aid, if any of it, is, is, is not getting to them. To, to, to buy the food and supply the food that they need to do and take care of people. So just what is going on with all of our money and all of our armaments that are being sent over to Ukraine? And now it looks like a another major step is going to be taken. Back in March, Joe Biden said, if I send tanks, that will mean World War III. And last week he said tanks are going. Now, once again, our stock and our supplies have been depleted. And we don't have tanks to send to Ukraine. It's going to take months, if not years, to build enough tanks to send over there. Meanwhile, Ukraine is now demanding jets, F-16 jets. They're now demanding uh, submarines and, and warships so that they can drive the Russians out of the sea over there as well. So the real question boils down to this. Again, we're in a situation, it's the 60s all over again with the mission creep going on. And we've gone through this before. We've seen this happen before. And the real question is just how much of a commitment are we as the United States willing to make? I've said over and over again, sitting right here, that without a plan, without a goal in mind, in other words, nobody has announced what the goal is. Nobody has said this is when the end of this is. The only thing that Joe Biden or Antony Blinken or any of them have said, Millie or any of them, has said officially is, whatever it takes, we'll be there for as long as it takes. Well, what is it? They haven't defined it. They haven't clearly defined it to themselves. They certainly haven't been able to define it to the American people. So now mission creep is now sucking us deeper and deeper into a European war, which Joe Biden in March said, here's when you will know that it's World War III when I send tanks. That's when you're going to know that it's World War III. So here we sit now with the tanks going in and now jets being requested. And the Pentagon said last week, we're not taking jets off the table. Uh, basically, we got to figure out how to operate them there and how to s- operate the supply lines and maintenance once they're there in the field. What do we do? How do we keep them flying, etc., without our people having to be involved? That's basically what they're facing right now. So how deep into this do we need to go? Is it all out World War III? And then we have a four-star Air Force General, Mike Minahan, writing a memo to his top brass last week saying, get ready. We will be at war with China by 2025. Take care of your legal affairs. Take care of your personal affairs. Prepare for a long deployment and get ready. Get our forces ready because by 2025, we will be at war with China. And Representative Mike McCall from here in Texas, who is the chairman of the House Foreign Affairs Committee, agreed with that assessment yesterday. Representative Adam Smith, a Democrat, says, well, we don't have the military-industrial base to supply even one war, 
much less a couple of wars. Let's go to line one, and Roman, you're on KTSA. Good morning, Roman. Hello. Yes, go ahead. Hello, Jack. Well, i got a comment here. I understand what they're trying to do is they're trying to test their weapons to see how, uh, how they're going to perform an actual war, how we are trying to test our weapons. And I see that we're, we're seeing what Russia has in their military capability. And But my question is, why don't we ask for tanks at the border where we really need them? Well, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've said that all along, Roman, is that, and thank you for your call. Have a great day. Is that we have an invasion going on just a couple hours south of here, and we're not taking care of that invasion. In fact, it's getting worse every day. There was information that came out over the weekend that said in the, in the past three months, we've had a known release of more than 300,000 getaways. Now, those are the ones that we see on camera. There's a lot of others that we don't see on camera, and there's a real concern in the community now who these guys are and where they're going. We don't. We have no idea who they are or where they're going. So uh, could they be terrorists? Could they be criminals? Could they be gang members? Well, there are those who say absolutely, those in the, in the Border Patrol who tell me that's absolutely who you're dealing with because they don't want to be encountered. In other words, the ones who are coming here maybe to, you know, live their life and all that kind of stuff, they go to our Border Patrol agents and they surrender so that we take care of them. The ones who sneak into the country and go hide out, those are the ones that are carrying the fentanyl. Those are the ones that have prior drug uh, history. Those are the ones that are gangbangers that have come from the prisons that, that they have opened up down south. And those are the ones that we should be concerned about that might be terrorists, you know, on the terror watch list, and they're trying to avoid having an encounter with our people. So the Department of Homeland Security is a real freaking joke. It's not securing our homeland. Alejandro Mayorkas is the Secretary of Homeland Security. He should have been impeached a long time ago and driven from office and maybe arrested. So we've got a situation here where a president is not doing his job, his constitutional duty. He should be impeached. The Department of Homeland Security Security is not doing their job. And now the news came out over the weekend that up in Vermont, the northern border has seen an almost 800% increase year to year on the numbers of illegals that are coming across the northern border, too. People are just pouring into this country, and we have no idea who they are. And yet, our commitment is to protecting Ukraine with more and more armaments. And I believe, I mean, I'm not in the prediction business, but I believe eventually it's going to mean our people. There's only one way that you're going to fly F-16s in Ukraine, and only one way you're going to have submarines there in the Black Sea. That's the only one way it's going to happen is if our guys and our, our ladies are doing it. All right, quick break. Coming right back. Uh, I want to tell you about our friends over at Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC. At Quarter Moon, they're here to take care of you, and it's going to be cold the next couple of days. So we go through these extremes with our weather. We have wacky weather around here where, you know, it was, what, 70-some-odd yesterday? And now our temperatures are going down, down, down as we sit here right now. Probably going to need the furnace the next couple of nights to keep you nice and warm. And if you ever have a problem with that, your friends over at Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC can deal with all that and make sure it's going to be operating perfectly for you. Also, if you ever have a plumbing problem, these are the guys to call at Quarter Moon. There's no commission sales rep. They send an actual plumber to your home to do the job for you with a fully stocked truck. Many times they are master plumbers on staff. These guys have worked for Quarter Moon now for decades. They know what to look for, and they know how to help you at Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC. 210-651-5899. Dave Ramsey here. Have you noticed your pet scratch at Brick Podcasts?
All right, it's uh, 636. Let me just touch up on this weather situation for you for the next couple of days, what it's going to be looking like, and then we'll get back uh, to some of this news stuff. Debt ceiling is uh, in the news today, so I'm talking a little bit about that, not too much, but just let you know what's going on there. Uh, We have winter storm warnings north of Bear County, and that extends both east and west. So uh, these warnings, if you want to start on the right-hand side, they're over in uh, Guadalupe County and then up toward Kyle. So you get up toward the Lockhart area and everything, along on I-35, all the way through Austin and Georgetown. If you're going to be traveling up through there in the next couple of days, you need to be aware that on I-35 you could hit some patches of ice on the elevated areas, could see some uh, icy conditions developing there. And then if you take a uh, you know a move to the left on the map, it stays north of Bear County. So now you toss Comal County and those other counties north therein. And then 281 straight up north, uh, you know, you talk about Kendall County and places like that over by I-10, Kerr County, Blanco County going north uh, in that area. And then on out west on I-10 and 16, uh, as you're talking about Bernie and Bandera, places like that, all the way out to Rock Springs, uh, Uvalde, places like that. Those are the areas that we're going to see the, the potential for the for the worst of it, the, the coldest of it. And then the, the rest of us are just going to be in basically uh, watches. Now, what that means is we could see some of the elevated areas around here have an issue, uh, particularly like this time tomorrow morning. But for the most part, these areas that, that have the major concerns are going to be up in the Texas Hill Country with the opportunity to have some freezing precipitation and possible icing on the bridges and overpasses. You want to be aware of that. The temperature as we sit here now has been falling all night long. Uh, When I got here, it was about 45 or 46, and now we're down to 42. And we're falling to about 35 or so today, and then the freezing drizzle and the rain is going to be a possibility as well. So there you go. We'll keep you posted on what's going on. Democrat plan on the debt ceiling? Raise the ceiling and spend more. No cuts. That was announced yesterday. Keep spending more and more and just raise the debt ceiling. Now, if you don't know what the debt is, we're at 30, man, 31 trillion and some change. 31 trillion. You know, I remember it wasn't that long ago we were at 2 trillion. <laughs> and we thought that that was high. But now we're at 31 trillion and continuing to grow. And the Democrats say, nope, we're not going to do anything about cuts. Our plan is to destroy the debt ceiling and to continue to spend more and more money. Now, bottom line is, it's money we don't have. They're printing money to do this at this point, which, of course, as you well know, as we print money to continue to spend money and go deeper in debt, that devalues the money that's in your pocket right now or in your bank account right now. It's worth less than it was this time last year. But the Democrats say that's the plan. The Democrats say they they are committed to this, and Joe Biden says... It's non-negotiable, although he ridiculed lawmakers when he was vice president for not negotiating on the debt ceiling. <laughs> and now, shoes on the other foot, of course, and he says, no, nah, I'm not going to negotiate. Uh, Kevin McCarthy is going to go see him. They're going to talk about this. The Republicans want spending cuts if they're going to raise the debt ceiling. They want spending cuts. It's all a ruse. It's all a game that the swamp plays, and we pay. They play, we pay. Meanwhile, Democrats over the weekend... Want an 8.7% pay raise for federal workers, saying that, well, they had to work during COVID. You didn't have to, did you? But they had to. And they had to put up with Donald Trump. 
So it's kind of like hazard pay for having to work in the federal bureaucracy while Donald Trump was president. No, I'm not making this stuff up. Representative Jerry Connolly, Democrat from Virginia, says federal employees risk their health and safety working during the pandemic. Shouldn't have had to work during the pandemic, but they were made to work during the pandemic. And because they were made to work, then they deserve a raise. And they were subjected to Donald Trump. It was a hazardous situation when Donald Trump was president. He was a horrible man. He was destructive to Democrats and to federal workers, and we need to give them a raise. You know what? Go suck on your thumb over in the corner. (laughs) I don't want to hear it. So sick of this crap. All these government employees, man. I need more time off. I'm only going to work four days a week. Now I need another raise. You bunch of wussies. Federal employees are our government's single greatest asset, and they deserve better, says the Democrats as they are pushing this. Giving federal workers an average 8.7% pay raise next year following the 4.6% that Joe Biden unilaterally gave them this year. Oh, how sweet it is, you bunch of thumb-sucking pansies. All right, 641 at KTSA. I've got to tell you about State Farm and Progressive. They have confirmed with CNN that they no longer are writing policies for Kia and Hyundai models manufactured between 2015 and 2019. State Farm is saying it's costing us too much money. Progressive is saying it's crazy. That theft claims for 2015 through 2019 Hyundai and Kia vehicles nearly twice as common as the Dodge Charger SRT Hellcat. I don't know why they compared it to that. I have no idea. But they lack the electronic mobilizers that can hinder a thief's ability to steal the car even after they break into the car. And so we're not going to write insurance policies for them anymore. New York Mayor Eric Adams, as of today, is requiring all city employees to take CRT training. It is mandatory. And in particular... They have to take the part that teaches that America is systemically and structurally racist, that America was formed to be systemically and structurally racist, and America was designed to suppress minority groups. The mayor of New York feels like that's going to give them a better footing in dealing with contractors and dealing with citizens. If every single city employee in New York takes CRT training and learns that White people are just born racist. That's right. You come out of the womb white. You don't know what a color is, but you are born a racist, according to CRT and Mayor Eric Adams in New York. 643, Trey Ware, KTSA. Hi, Don Rackley with John Wayne Service Company. Right now. And there's Carl Egger's kid playing keyboard in a band. He's on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Outline. Congratulations on that, man. That's very cool. Pretty surreal. Pretty surreal. And probably, probably, uh, I think Wednesday night, they're doing uh, James Corden. No. They get to do it all over again. So, yeah. Wow. I had no yeah. idea you had a son that was a nationally acclaimed musician. That's very cool, man. <laughs> I, I know somebody famous. He's L-I-V-I-N. So. <laughs> very, well, what yeah. band is he with so our listeners can check him out? He's with a, a guy named Steven Sanchez, mm-hmm. um, who has a song called Until I Found You, which is kind of a throwback 50s song that's really cool. And it's just screaming up the charts right now. So they're doing all kinds of stuff about to go on tour for uh, seven weeks and wow. 
try, and trying to do school at the same yeah, time. Yeah, well, so good he, luck on that. But that's 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 awesome, yeah. man. Steven Sanchez, we'll yeah, check him thank out. You. He, he it was a great it. it was a great show the other night. Okay, to what we talk about, the Dow futures are down. Uh, in fact, all the, the everything is down. Nasdaq, S and P, it's yeah. all down. So, what do we what do we make of this week? You know, it's interesting. I mean, we've got a really busy week this week. We, not only do we have the Federal Reserve, which is probably going to hike rates again, but at a slower pace, so they're starting to slow it down a bit. But we have a ton of earnings coming out, and this is really where the rubber meets the road. Let's see what these companies are going to say about their profits, not only backwards but going forwards with these, these Fed hikes in a slowing economy. And so you got a ton of stuff going on. And look, I mean, the first month of the year – has been really strong for stocks, probably up somewhere six to ten percent. But when you look under the hood, there's a lot of speculation chasing going on, kind of what we saw in 2021, and it came home to roost in 2022 when all those stocks fell. Well, you're starting to see some of that come back a little bit. So I'd be very cautious right here not to chase this market. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be invested. I'm just saying. Be careful about the FOMO of thinking, uh-oh, it's going to take off without me. I'm a little cautious. Should I be diving back in here? Because there's still a lot of stuff to work through. We know the economy is continuing to slow. So I'd be, I'd be cautious here. Okay, so uh, yesterday the former Walmart CEO, Bill Simon, said, without intervention right now, we are stuck in a loop of wage inflation, product inflation, and cost inflation with the layoffs that are going on as well. Mm-hmm. And he's not really happy with what he's saying. He says the White House needs to get involved and stop this wage inflation. Walmart's one of them that is now paying, what, 18 19 something like that uh, uh, dollars an hour to start out with at Walmart because they can't get anybody to come work over there. And uh, the wage inflation is something that's, that's a, a big issue, he says. Yeah, I mean, inflation's coming down, but it, it's still sticky. I mean, again, you, you go to the store. My mom called me yesterday and she said, Carl, I just literally bought just a handful of items. She said it was $90. Yeah. I said, yeah, that, that's the issue is that when we say inflation's coming down, we talk about the, how fast it's going up is slowing down, but the prices, the actual price themselves are not coming down. And so not only do you have that, but then you have the wage inflation. And so these companies are paying more and I'm seeing the job market start to balance out. You know, it used to be really hard to hire people. I've got four interviews this week. So we're starting to see people say, okay, maybe I do need to go back to work. The stimulus is, <laughs> is not there anymore. But can these companies pass that through to the consumer? So far, they've been able to do it. But at some point, consumers say, I'm not buying, I'm not buying beef anymore type yeah. of thing. I'm buying chicken or whatever. And they substitute. And that's when you start to see the profits get hurt. Yeah. And we're going to start to see that this week if these companies can pass it through or not. And that's what's going to dictate the market. Speaking of buying chicken, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are buying live chickens because of the cost of egg and everything else that they're having yep. to deal with. Um, one final thing for you, Carl, um, and I know that you talk a lot about this on the radio station, um, ESG. There's now, I believe, 28 states who are um, suing the Biden administration for something Joe Biden has done to put about $12 trillion in retirement income and retirement investments at risk by forcing people to invest in these ESGs. So talk to us a little bit about that real quick. Yeah, I mean, it, the, the goal of this was to say, look, let, let, let's try to invest in, in companies that are, are doing, I'll use air quotes, the right thing. The problem is your beliefs, Trey Ware's beliefs, or any of our listeners, are, are your own. And you get to pick the stocks and your investments on your own. What's happening, though, is they make these indices 
that are called ESG, and they basically say, we're going to determine, we're going to check the boxes, what we believe is a just and good company. And it's kind of a, it's, <laughs> I'm not going to say it's a sham. I'm just going to say that it's an arbitrary group of people making some of these decisions. And for some reason, some of these big companies are pushing this. And they're, I guarantee you there's a lot of our listeners that are at some of these companies. It's one thing to offer them. We have them offered, but we don't push them on people and a lot of companies are pushing them. So again, but, but that's it, because the president has signed that order, right? He wants he wants them pushed. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And so again, it's <clears throat> to to sit there and invest in something and say, well, they know what's best for me. And if you look at the companies in there, number one, they were some of the worst performers last year. But number two, it's pretty clear the types of companies that are that are in these these groups. I mean, the you know the Exxon's of the world won't be in there because. They're, they're a big, bad oil company. Well, let me, let, let me just break this down companies. real quick because we're running out of time. Uh, the way I view this is it's a bunch of green energy companies that can't <laughs> make it on its own, on their own. And so right. the president, because he's beholden to all these greenies, he is now forcing our retirement income to be invested in failures. Well, I think, I, I think that's an excellent point. I think that's right on because if you look, how much money is going in 401Ks, that's on, kind of on autopilot. It goes in these fund of funds that are just, you know, that if you set it up in a model, you're not really specifically dictating where your 401k dollars go. You're not choosing this fund or that fund. You're just saying, I want this basket. And so they're really pushing this stuff. And again, that's where a lot of retirement money is going into right now. And some people don't even know it. Um, but, insane. you know, I, yeah, it is. I agree. Thank you, Carl. Carl Eggers, com. He joins me every Monday at this time right here on KTSA. Just to wrap that up a little bit. These companies, if, if they were any good... <laughs> then they would be performing well on their own. They wouldn't need the President of the United States to force your money to go in to invest in these companies. They would be doing it on their own. It's called free market. But since he's a socialist Marxist, and this administration is a Marxist, and they're one-world globalist, then they're forcing this money to go in there, and these companies are failures. So when these companies do fail, it's going to take your money with them. And many of these guys are not like Carl. Carl says you should make the decision as to where your money goes. Many of them don't do that. They just follow along with what the government is forcing them to do with your retirement money. It's criminal. But what do you expect? It's the Biden crime organization. Uh, Warren Ryman coming up next, KTSA. The Ramsey Reality Check is brought to you by Steve.